Please mind the gap between the train and the platform. This is Knightsbridge. This is a Piccadilly line service to Cockfosters. Radio Show! And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy, because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. My name is Spud Goodman, and you're now listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Thank you for stopping by to check it out. Um, you know, I could try and make up some sales pitch to entice you to hang around, but I'm a terrible liar. The truth is, we do have a pretty good show tonight, in my, you know, in my opinion, but you know, I do understand we may differ in our assessment. At the end of the program, it will be clear if I am telling the truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. All right? With me tonight is our designated laugher, Gina. Uh, give us a decent laugh, Gina, so oh, people it's know It's great you're... to be here tonight, okay. Spud. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. And also, I, I should acknowledge uh, our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, Spud, no need to worry so much about telling little white lies on the air. Every show does this. I mean, have you ever heard a host open a show with saying, oh, this show might be horrible? I never have. It's standard procedure well, for hosts to hype up a program at the top of the yeah. show. Tonight, I, a Kelly File exclusive. I know, but I, I try not to put stuff out that I know to be untrue. Uh, it's well. just not something I feel comfortable doing. You know, not that this show isn't going to be really good. You know, I need to make that clear. Gosh, gosh, I hope my well-intentioned honesty uh, didn't, you know, already drive away all of our listeners. Hey, I, well. I, I can you see that? I'm going to be getting from our executive producer at the next staff meeting. I yeah. think you can. No, no, no worries. I got this. As co-host, I would like to confirm to everyone now listening that tonight's show will be amazing. It's must-listen-to radio for sure. Gerald. You know, you do that so effortlessly, man. Well, that's why I am currently number three in sales at my other place of employment, oh. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum, really? which, by the way, just happens to be holding its annual 40% off sale right now. Our hours are Monday through Saturday, yeah, 9 to yeah, 9, yeah. with yes! sun uh, Sundays are off because that's, you know, family day for our sales staff. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I basically teed that one up for you, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to have to live with that, I guess. No more free plugs for that carpet store, got it? Yeah, well, 
and and linoleum, Spud. But y- yes, I understand. Uh, so, do you want to discuss who's on the show right now? Well, not really. What I want is a new bottle of Pepto Bismol. Oh. You know, this one I got here—it's like more than half empty. Go grab Pepto Bismol special medicinal formula soothes both the stomach and lower digestive tract with a gentle coating action. Just go I, grab I, it. I, I'll grab it for you on the break. But I'll tell you something: you do—you seem to be going through a lot of Pepto Bismol lately. How many bottles of that stuff are you consuming each day? Well. You know, it kind of depends. If if I'm feeling really stressed out, uh, you know, I have gone through maybe four or five, but most of the time it's it's two or three a day. That seems, that like seems to be a reasonable amount. I <laughs> can can I ask if you've ever suffered from gas in your life, given how much of that stuff you drink? No, really, not much. See, Unless, you know, if I if I down less than two a day, maybe. But you know, you can eat anything you want with no repercussions, and that's the beauty of Pepto Bismol when you get over two or three. Yeah, you know, I know we've brought this up in the past, but. I've given it some thought. There is no reason why Pepto-Bismol could not be supplying you with a lifetime supply of their product. Seriously, what individual in the entertainment industry consumes more Pepto-Bismol than you, Spud Goodman? Talk about a natural product placement for them. I mean, granted, you're not on TV much these days, but you are featured in many photos, uh, always with the pink stuff prominently displayed in your hand, and you still have to buy it with your own money. Spud, that's wrong. And it only yeah. makes common sense. Yeah, you know, now that you put it like that, it does seem to be a bit unfair. See? You know, I've given them so much free advertising over the years and have not received a cent, let alone free Pepto. Now you got me riled up here. Okay, well, th- that was not my intention, but maybe we can turn this around and get you your long overdue compensation from Pepto-Bismol. And if they won't do the right thing, you know what? We need to look around for another company who will. Y- well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well... Not really, well, but hey, well, um, right now I need to play some music here. Here's a band that has played on our radio show twice, and and know the fact that my mom uh, managed them had nothing to do with it. You know, they're really talented. Uh, here is Cody Foster Army, who uh, with it's a cover of one of uh, the, if not you know, it is probably the best anti-war song ever written. This by John Fogerty. It's uh, "Fortunate Son," and it's performed by CFA. Roll it.
this is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, this is uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, and unfortunately, Spud Goodman didn't lose my number, so I'm on his show. Hey, uh, uh, Spud, your yeah. first guest, Mark McKinney, is on the line. Uh, should I put him through now? Well, putting him on before I close the show would be a wise move. Right. You know, this is a Kids in the Hall member, so don't do or say anything that would embarrass me. Uh, you know, I'm not familiar with any Kids in a Hallway, but I think this guy stars in that show on the family, that uh, my family watches on Monday nights, uh, Superstore on yeah? NBC. Yeah, Mark is on that show, yeah. but... You seriously don't know who the kids in the hall are? Were you locked up in comedy isolation for part of your life? <laughs> no, I was not. Uh, just not a student of comedy, unless you throw in the Carol Burnett show. Carol was awesome. Uh, yeah, she, Tim Conway and Harvey Korman were, were very funny. Very But fun. it's a different genre, okay? Now, before I have to explain the difference between laugh-in and curb your enthusiasm, put Mark on, please. Curb your enthusiasm? Yeah. Uh, okay, here's Mark. Say hello to actor-comedian Mark McKinney, now starring in the NBC comedy Superstore, which airs Monday nights at 8, 7 central. Hey man, thanks for calling in. It is my pleasure to be here. Super. So the show seems to be doing pretty well. The reviews have been good. The ratings are a bright spot for NBC. So will the suits leave you guys alone and keep it on the air? I ask because I like it. And it seems the few shows on network TV that I do dig get the axe in like three weeks. They have a quick trigger finger these days. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different game than cable for sure. It's it's uh, Dave Foley was uh, you know his he, he was on his show. This is another one of the kids in the hall, by the way. Right. Uh, he, yeah, like week two, they were looking at the ratings and going, "Oh, I hope we last." I'm going, and I was reminded, yeah, this is uh, they don't mess around. No, I know they they just gotta lighten up. Yeah. Well, for those listeners who haven't seen the show, how would you describe the premise? Well, if you're a fan of The Office, you might want to check out Superstore because it's it's a workplace comedy in the in the same sense. Only in this case, it's a, it's a more blue collar environment. It's set at a superstore, and it's kind of a uh, you know a mixture of of lifers and my character is the manager, and Amy uh, America Ferrara, sorry, plays right. uh, plays uh, yeah plays Amy, who's you know hoping I guess that she's not going to be a lifer, but. Uh, and it's it's but it's just that world. I mean, I think we've all worked in in a place like this. Uh, you know, the one of those one of those we've all worked retail. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, on the set, I I don't know if they actually have products there. But I was wondering if you could like um, get all the uh, you know dishwashing soap and or something else that you could use for life. Do they do they have any actual props or is it just empty boxes? Uh, uh, there's some empty boxes, but no, there's a lot of like actual working props and oh. we were that, that that was that was the speech on the first day from the assistant director if you touch take so much as a stick of gum you won't work for the you know oh, for the damn. company again but, that's yeah. tight well i have to address the fact that you hail from one of the top all-time comedy groups in the history of man the kids in the hall so you guys are still touring or have toured uh not that not that long ago are, are there any is there any chance of any future film or tv projects together yeah, I think there's probably a strong chance. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm personally hoping for another tour at some point, just because it's it's what I think we we do, and it's the most luxurious thing in the world to to have a comedy troupe. You know, after this many years in the business, that's still kind of alive and fun, and and writing is is the best. But yeah, there's a, there's there's a few ideas burbling. In fact, I'm supposed to be the one organizing the conference call to talk about it. Oh, um, super. 
Yeah. Well, but uh, well, you you later spent two years as a cast member uh, on Saturday Night Live. Was it tough going from having full creative control over your material and sketches with the kids uh, to being an ensemble actor doing other people's stuff? Was that was that difficult at all? Yeah, it kind of was. I wasn't actually ready for it because uh, you know by the end of Kids in the Hall, we were we were writing really interesting, but even more and more personal and bizarre stuff for the fun of it. And and um, yeah, so it was it was tough to attach to the SNL kind of because what SNL does really well is like living newspaper. You know, they're going to have a fabulous year next year because it's going to be an election year, right. and and people want to see the satirical commentary on it. Uh, but it wasn't really my bag when I got there or when I left. <laughs> so. well, you did pretty uh, – I, I enjoyed your work on the show very much. Um, well, let me ask you. This is off the record. Uh, Marcus, as yet one more Canadian born with a great comic mind, I continue to ask how the heck there are so many of you. I, I mean, you guys are like the East German Olympic athletes in the 60s and 70s. You totally dominate. It's not fair. It's suspect, isn't it? It yes. really is. Yes. There's something going on. A Canadian conspiracy, if you will. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a certain type of comedy that, that, like, that people like. Because I, I certainly think that like in sketch, we, we might be overrepresented. Um, but then again, you know, Canada's not a teeny country. It's 30 million people. So it, I don't think, think it would be remarkable that like a whole bunch of comedians came from California, you know? Uh, uh, but uh, maybe it's just, uh, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question. I get asked that a lot. What's your theory? I'm more interested in what other people think. Do you think it's something in the water or do you think it's just... There's something going on. That's all I know. And I, at the least, you guys should have yeah. to submit to a P test or something. That's just my take. But all right. Um, all right. Give me your address. All right. I'll send it to you. Oh, give me a minute. Wow, Spud. What? What? Excuse me, Mark, for just a second. By requesting a guest on this show submit a urinalysis test, it sets a dangerous precedent. <laughs> what member of the entertainment industry would possibly agree to come on this radio show if they know their civil liberties would be violated? in such a manner. Dude, I was just joking, okay? I don't think Mark took me seriously. He's not going to think he's actually going to send me a vial of his urine. At least I hope not. Spud, my wife gets Us Magazine, and I've read so many stories about Hollywood stars having issues with ingesting illicit substances. I know. So, for sure, they're all going to be resistant when we contact their agents to appear on the Spud Goodman Show. I'm just going to move on here like I never said anything about drug testing. Mark here would have nothing to worry about anyway, but we do have a few interview requests, you know, in now for stars that might have reason to be concerned. Not that I would announce on the air who had a dirty UA or not. I do believe in personal privacy and the Constitution, or, or most of it. Well, that's good to hear. I was never asked to submit a urinalysis here when I got this job as co-host. Temporary co-host. Well, temporary, permanent co-host. And if anyone still wants me to turn in one to HR, you just let me know. I hate to tell you this, but this dinky radio show does not have an HR department, okay? If anyone here asks you to pee in a bottle, yeah. well, that would have nothing to do with the show. And please keep that stuff to yourself. Let me get back to Mark if you don't mind. Well, that's fine. Hey, sorry about that, Mark. Um, I'm good. So uh, what's your take on having a, a prime minister, Justin Trudeau, who is probably cooler than any rock star or host of any cooking show on the air? He just doesn't look like the head of a country, more like, a, you know, a head of a boy band or a guy that runs CAA or William Morris in Hollywood. Uh, it, it's 
kind of odd. I mean, I, uh, you know, because uh, when I was a kid, his dad was prime minister. So it's it's very strange to have, uh, you know, his son now running the country. But I think, uh, I, you know, I wish him well. I think he's, he's doing good. And it's kind of it was kind of fun to tweet out, you know, pictures of him with his shirt off and his boxing pose, you know, the, the day after he was elected. Really, I mean, for us to be like having Mark Wahlberg or something as a, as a, as a president, I just it was, I just find it fascinating myself. All right, well, um, well, this is my kind of my my big money question. I'm going to hit you up with this, Mark. What has been your most memorable moment in comedy to this to this point? Oh, um, most memorable moment. Uh, I know. One of them might be like auditioning for Saturday Night Live before Kids in the Hall because uh, oh. not a lot of people know this, but uh, we were already a troupe. Uh, but Lauren Michaels had heard about us and invited Bruce McCullough and I down to um, to sort of audition. Uh, eventually, we were hired as writers, but we we were in this big theater, and it was like, oh my God, we're going to New York. And you know, at the time, I was working in basically like a Starbucks or something, and uh, uh, and I remember that audition pretty vividly. So, and I remember Lauren's reaction, which because we managed to make the smart writers laugh, like the people he sort of looked to. And uh, as we were leaving, he said, are you guys busy in September? <laughs> that was kind of the hint that we might have a job. And uh, that was pretty thrilling. Uh, yeah, it seemed to work out okay for you. Okay. All right, everybody needs to tune in to Superstore, airing Monday nights, 8 p.m., 7 central. Well, you know, I, I know you're a busy dude, so I really want to thank you so much for, for calling in and, uh, you know, giving us the scoop on what's going on with you, all right? Well, thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks for watching. Absolutely. Mr. Mark McKinney. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. I want to welcome back to the show a very unique band, Pig Snout. Hey, please introduce yourselves, the instrument you'll be playing, and toss in your age for the heck of it. And Dahlia, I know it's not cool to ask females the age question, so forgive my rudeness. I'm eight years old. All right. I'm ten years old. And you are your name? Lucian. All right. That was Dahlia first. And Justin? I am 87. Okay. And I play guitar. All right, super. Um, now, Justin, I know you run a, a democratic operation here, soliciting input from both of your bandmates, who also happen to be your kids. Um, since since we last spoke to you like a little over a year ago, how much has changed in regards to the dynamics of the band? They, Have, na they now just, write their own parts. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to ask you. That was it, yeah. And do video game consoles. Oh, all right. Well, um, have the kids ever threatened to go on strike and start their own band if they don't get like better snacks at gigs? I'm waiting for that. They Everybody just provides us with all Jameson, so we're all good. Yeah, all right, super. <laughs> um, well, Dahlia and Lucian, um, you guys are growing up for sure since I last, I last seen you. Uh, have have you guys outgrown juice boxes officially yet? Are you asking for like squash, for, uh, excuse me, fresh squeezed OJ now? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get the vibe that you're, you both of you guys are not exactly showbiz prima donnas, and that's credit to your parents for sure. All right, but for the record, uh, I do dig juice boxes. That's just anyway. All right. So l let's talk about this. The goals, the goals of the band. I is there something you guys are shooting for, like headlining Coachella or, or a gig on Colbert? Or what, what are we looking at? What, what's something you're interested in doing? Making lots of money. The money's nice. Wow. How about you, Dahlia? 
don't know. Justin? She likes Beanie Babies. <laughs> Any long-term yeah. goals, Justin? Our long-term goals are Beanie Babies. Beanie Huge babies. collections of Beanie Babies. Right. There you um, go. No, it's a... Uh, we get to... We get to play. We're, we're kind of good right now. It's fun. We get to play, and we've had some really cool shows. We played the Rialto. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our last uh, one. They did a Nordstrom video that comes out March 1st, I think. And then we wow. have... We've got some really cool shows coming up. All right. Well, what's the name of the first song you guys are going to do? Hold Your Ground. All right. Let's do it. Pig Snout. Strong and hold your 
strong and hold your ground. This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. All right, uh, right now it's time for a little segment we put together uh, from the recent endorsement of Donald Trump by Sarah Palin. Now, I could try to offer some, I don't know, in-depth insight into what's going on right now in the Republican Party primary (laughs) circus, but nothing I could say would sufficiently describe how surreal things are these days, you know? I mean, who needs to make comedy bits you know, with these characters as they write the bits themselves by just stepping up to a mic and start talking. So roll it. And I would like to bring up, if I might, Governor Sarah Palin. Special, special person. Thank you. It's so great to be in Iowa. We're here just thawing out here from Alaska, Alaska, Alaska. Uh, the next president of our great United States of America, Donald J. Donald J. Trump. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, you're right. Look back there in the press box. Heads are spinning, heads are spinning. Media heads are spinning. This is gonna be so much fun. Are you ready to make America great again? Media heads are spinning. Mm, trying to stirring it up a little bit, maybe. You are gonna get so clobbered in the press. You betcha. Those of us who've kind of gone through the ringer, through the ringer, through the ringer, as Mr. Trump has, and you're putting reputations ready to make America great again. It is now or never. In it to win it and know that the United States military, I'm in it because a weak-kneed capitulator-in-chief may be organizing a neighborhood tea message to the rest of the world. We bend over and say, thank you, enemy, the best. He is the master at the art of the deal. We the people, no more pussyfooting around. Can I get a hallelujah to keep the main thing the main thing? So troops hang in there better than anyone. Isn't he known? Kick ISIS ass! Kick ISIS ass! Kick ISIS ass! Ready? Jobs! Borders stump for Trump! Donald Trump! Stump for Trump! Donald Trump! On the world stage. And this is important to remember. Not just that tragic betrayal of the complicity. Okay? 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 Well, Trump... ticking people off. He's going rogue left and right, man. The system doing the bidding, cheap labor, bloating budgets, suck off of them. Lousy strategy. They're attacking their own front runner. No, no, no. Slurping off the gravy train. Well, and then funny, haha, not funny. Trump and his, uh, uh, his trumpeters, conservative, conservative. Oh my goodness gracious. 
handing Obama a blank check or jobs, sovereignty. We elected him in ideological purity. How about the rest of us? Bitter clinging, proud clingers. Yeah, right. Well, political correctness, opium. Give out your hard money because that's what's going to let you make America great again. Try to picture this. It's a nice thing to picture. Make America great again. God bless you. God bless the United States of America and our next president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Sarah, on behalf of myself, my family, and the country, I want to thank you very much. Thank you, Darren. Thank you. Come on, we'll sign a couple of things. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Looks just like the real thing. You know, uh, Spud, yeah. I-, I just did a cursory online review of possible replacements for Pepto-Bismol uh, while the band was playing. And there are other options should they ignore our proposal. Yes, for upset stomach, always get this wonderful pink liquid in the triangular bottle. Hospital-tested Pepto-Bismol. I, know, I guess, but I'm I'm pretty attached to the pink stuff. It's, it's kind of like a marriage, you know? Well, you spend so many years with someone or something, and it's tough to leave it behind for a better offer. People can say, you know, I'm a jerk, but no one can say I'm not a loyal jerk, right? (laughs) For me personally, in in a position on the show that I I haven't seen, but but yes, I've observed you do like to maintain the status quo if it's at all possible. Look, as a kid, I only put Hunt's ketchup on my french fries and well, on just about everything I ate in those days. You know, I've cut back on the stuff now that I'm a little older, but I will never touch Heinz. It's it's nothing personal, but I'm a brand consistent guy, you know? And it only makes common sense. I understand that, but what if Heinz would have given you all the free ketchup you wanted? You know, ketchup isn't cheap. I I think it costs more than mustard, right? Yes. So anyway, all I'm saying here is keep your options open, and let's see what kind of deal we can swing. Well, you know, Heinz doesn't totally suck. It's sure no hunts, though, but I I get what you're saying here. I I know I'm a terrible negotiator with business stuff. Well, listen, you let me handle everything. I just sent off a brief email to Procter & Gamble. They're the parent company who manufactures Pepto-Bismol. So let's see what their response will be. Yes! I feel the best move for you would be to start using products from their competitors on the show to display that you will be going with the best offer that you receive. All that for Jiggle Jaggle is not... I I just, I don't know. What if the other companies don't offer me anything? Well, then I'm just wasting my time. Listen, we'll cross that bridge when we have to, but I'm confident that some company will be more than happy to establish a working relationship with you and the Spud Goodman Show. I mean, this is a nationally syndicated radio show. Yeah, sort of, I guess. But you know, for well, sure. just make sure whatever company you contact guarantees their, that their stuff just doesn't taste like ass, okay? Right, right. <laughs> I, I know taste is very important to you. But yes, it can is. I, can I ask if aftertaste is a deal breaker for you? I also did a Not little really. research here. I found the official name of the substance of these stomach products is bismuth subsilicate. Tonight, a Kelly File exclusive. Now, recent research indicates it's a collodial substance obtained by hydrolysis of bismuth salalicate. putting me to sleep here. Well, I I don't want to get too far into the weeds here for our listeners, but Spud, a lot of research went into the introduction of Pepto-Bismol. Take soothing Pepto-Bismol and feel... 
good again. Yeah, clearly, one more example of progress stemming from the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, right. So can you check and see if our next guest is holding on the line for me? I still have a show to do here. Right, right, right. Let me check with the board. And yeah, Dave is indicating, yes, your next guest, Regina King, is ready to speak with you. Yeah, you know, when I interview actors who've won Oscars and Emmys, yeah. it makes me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, she won like... Uh, an Emmy last year for one of the programs that she's you know been on. Uh, it's on actually it's on ABC right now, American Crime. It, it's a great show, uh, but she's on like a ton of series though. I don't think I've seen it. Are, are there detectives, firemen, or forensic investigators on that show? Not played by the stars of this show. You do know there are a few really good shows on network TV that don't have characters, you know, with those type of jobs, all yeah, right? Well, maybe, maybe. But, uh, you know, the wife and I just like the shows we're comfortable with. It's because of people like you that I have a big freaking cable bill. So, you know, I have to pay, so, you know, I got to pay for non network pro programming. So, I had to go well, pay cable and it's breaking me. Sorry. You know, because I want to see shows with no models playing cops, firemen, and lawyers. And, and that's why I'm grateful for this network show, American Crime. You should, you should check it out. But put Regina on right now, okay? Okie dokie. Please say hello to actress, director Regina King. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, you know, you have a pretty busy career in front of and behind the camera right now, but let's talk about you returning uh, for the second season of American Crime, airing on ABC Wednesdays at 10 p.m. 9 Central. Yes. Let's talk about it. All right. Well, you know, I want to say this. After viewing every episode of the first season, for sure, I got I to gotta get this out. You deserve that freaking Emmy you won for Best Supporting Actress in a Miniseries or Movie last year. You were incredible. Why, thank you. That's right. Thank you very much, bud. That's right. I don't kiss the butt of my guests very often, but for you, you definitely deserve it. So uh, let's talk about this season. <laughs> what about this season? John John Ridley's mixed things up, right? Right, with cast members playing on Mix new characters? Mixed things up. Mixing up, same uh, cast um, and uh, new characters, new setting. This season is probably a little more accessible than last season because this season, you know, we're dealing, the, the world is more current, more, um, because the teenagers are involved in social media. Uh, a lot of what's happening is living in social media. And... Um, it's an opportunity, as far as the audience, uh, to be able to watch something, for a parent to be able to actually watch something with their teenager. I mean, I think that's something that's really rare nowadays, uh, TV that is interesting to uh, both generations is not so common. And with this show, this particular installment of American Crime, it, it definitely uh has uh, something for both generations. Right. A new cast member, you have uh, Andre Benjamin uh, playing your husband, right? Andre 3000? Yes, Andre Benjamin. Uh, we play uh, Terry. I'm Terry LaCroix. He plays my husband, Michael LaCroix. And we're just this successful, we, we are a successful power couple in Indianapolis. And um, you get to see... Um, the difference between families who have and families who have not and how they navigate uh, in this situation that's taken place and that it, during this crime, how, how we uh, handle it and how uh, 
you know, Lily Taylor and uh, Connor Jessup, how, 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 the, how they handle it being um, my son being uh, the accused and right. her son being the one who the crime was committed. Uh, yes. And then their family being <clears throat> not affluent and our family being affluent. There's, it's a really interesting examination. Oh, absolutely it is. Um, well, let me let me say this. I got a full disclosure. I am a big fan of your work from Boys in the Hood to Jerry Maguire to, to Ray. You've been in some great movies, <clears throat> but your stuff in television is what I find fascinating. Uh, among other shows, uh, I want to throw this out. I loved you in Southland, phenomenal writing and acting. But uh, here's my question. You're currently in another show uh, the HBO series The Leftovers, and I was hoping you could help out stupid people like me and tell us what the hell's going on in Jarden, Texas. I'm 140 million people yeah. apart and zero from the town. Even I can't figure out what's going on at the end of each show, but I really dig it. I know that <laughs> that seems to be the general uh, <laughs> uh, consensus there, but sometimes I don't even know what's going on. Oh, good. That is <laughs> the beauty of. Uh, the leftovers. What we do know is that um, there is there, there's no one that disappeared from the town of Jarden, Texas, and that's the only town where no one's disappeared in this right. in the whole world. Right. And throughout the series, um, this this is the second season. You know, it was kind of that moment that came where it felt like, oh, well, maybe now now this town isn't a miracle. Someone has disappeared, but um, for those people who haven't seen, I don't want to spoil it. For no, them. right, right, right. They get to see, right. yeah. But but I have to say, you know, it's it's a wild ride. Every yeah. episode Absolutely. is a wild ride, and if you uh, stay on board, I feel like even though some questions aren't answered, you still have just been totally entertained, and you still feel rewarded but yet deprived at the same time which makes you come back for more yeah i'm definitely coming back for season three absolutely well you know i've asked this uh, i've asked many guests this question but i wanted to know your experience as you've been on so many sets what show has had the best food from craft services i remember jim o'hare from parks and rec said that that show's producers had a crispy cream truck roll onto the set now so that's kind of tough to top well, I would have to say um, Scandal has oh. the best oh. craft services. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You directed two episodes, right, of, of that show? Yes, yes. And I mean, yeah, their craft service is pretty awesome. Well, how much fun is it yeah. to say action and cut? I would kill to be in a position to yell at, you know, yell at the people and they'd actually do what I say. How cool is it to direct? Um, it is very cool to direct. Uh, I have to say, sometimes I'm so wrapped up in the performance that I forget to say cut sometimes. <laughs> um, and my AD will go look at me, you know, go cut, cut. And I'll go, oh, cut! <laughs> but um, it is it is so thrilling to be able to work with so many uh, people. As an actor, you don't get the opportunity to work with all of the other departments like you do as a director. So um, you just get to exercise more muscles and right. uh, pay attention to more things. And I mean, I'm a woman and I, uh, I like control. So you do have a, a, a bit more control. 
yeah. as a director. But then again, when you're coming in uh, and uh, you're a guest director, you don't have as much control as if, you know, when you're directing a film. Kind of like a substitute um, teacher, kind of? You're kind of like a substitute teacher, yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. All right. So you've got to find a way to, to leave... Uh, the day feeling like you know your kids learned and you didn't disrupt things okay all right super so well, that's an interesting dance there yeah i bet it is i bet it is hopefully they don't take advantage of it yeah but i don't think that anybody would take advantage of you so I'll, I'll let that one go if i may spud uh just a second regina yes what can i do for you i'm in the middle of a conversation right now and it's going pretty well, well but speaking on behalf of the staff of this show well you know some people are born with the traits of being a director and others are better suited to what? not giving orders to their fellow man now i'm not saying you would not be a good director but i think i would be a fabulous director i know i would have a lot of power kind of like a cop but i wouldn't go around tasing people just because i could well i think what i'm trying to say here is it's probably best that someone like yourself not put themselves in such a position of power over others. I I'm pretty sure you wouldn't use a taser on someone. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, well, but the mental anguish would be debilitating for those working under you. You make me out to be some power-hungry monster who should never be allowed authority over any living being. Ask the people here in the studio right now how they would feel if I was a director. You know... There would be no problem. Ask the interns over there right now. Well, Spud, that would not be fair to put them in that position. Their college grade for the internship depends on their relationship with you. Let's just change the subject, okay? I I'm sorry I brought this up. But I want to make it clear to everyone that if given the opportunity to ever direct, I would not be a monster. Really. Sh sure. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Spud. I'm uh, good. W w why don't you get back to your interview with Regina? I'll stay silent until you're done. Okay, thanks, I guess. Um, okay, back back to American <laughs> Crime. I'm sure this, this season's going to be successful, so are there plans for a season three? Because I mean, you'll never be bored working on that. Uh, you know, what network show actually lets you get to play something totally different in the next season, you know? What network show lets you play uh, something totally different, and what network show isn't afraid to tackle subject matter like this? Right. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would be thrilled if they came back for a season three and um, would just be anxious to find out what what role would I play? You know, what what next? Uh, it's just that just to even consider uh, that is pretty exciting. Yeah, really. Well, I, I, for one, hope there's a season three. So, all right, I'm going to I'll wrap this thing. Uh, American Crime airs each Wednesday night at 10 p.m. 9 central. I very much enjoyed our conversation. Uh, hopefully we'll get to talk again sometime, okay? Exactly, exactly. I hope so, too. All right. Thank you. All right, Miss Regina King. Candy-coated popcorn, peanuts, and a prize. That's what you get in the Spud Goodman Show. Once again, pig snout.
is the Spud Goodman Show. What's up, y'all? This is Cedric the Entertainer, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Oh, yeah. I holla. Uh, Spud, the guy who's the top movie and TV makeup artist in the entertainment industry, Mr. Michael Westmore, is on the line holding for you. Okay, I guess he's won an Oscar. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing uh, with the makeup, huh? I, I mean, he and his daughter Mackenzie Westmore uh, have their own show on the Sci Fi Channel, Face Off. Uh, you know, I think I've seen that show. He used to work on Star Trek, right? Yep, I, I guess he did. Yeah. Um, you know, Face Off just started season 10, so it's been around for a while. I think most people know about it. He's the first makeup artist I've ever interviewed, so hopefully I don't mess this up. Put him on. Uh, here he is. <laughs> All right, uh, please say hello to the godfather of all makeup artists, Mr. Michael Westmore. We appreciate you calling in. Oh, you're kind. Thank you. Yep, yep. So we're going to get into your long and storied career in the movie business, but let's start with your role in season 10 of Face Off on the Sci-Fi Channel, which airs Wednesdays at 9 p.m. 8 Central. Yes. So your daughter, Mackenzie Westmore, hosts the show. Um, and for those not familiar with Face Off, what is your role besides being the preeminent makeup expert in the world? I'm, I'm the mentor. I started off the first couple seasons being uh, a guest judge. And then uh, the third season, they wanted me to mentor the group to see if I could kind of uh, bring everybody up to speed. And so starting with the fourth season, that's my job is on the, the first day after they've been given the challenge, they go back into the laboratory and start sculpting. Uh, I give them a few hours to get going, and then I will come in and talk with each one of them for a while on what their concept is and what they're trying to create. And uh, basically, if they're, if they're on track, I'll tell them, you know, you're doing a great job, keep going. Or it, it always happens where some of the people that don't have as much experience uh, wind up going into traps. Uh, and that's my job is to try to help them uh, avoid a trap so they can stay competitive. Oh. Well, someone gets 100000 bucks for winning the competition. How cutthroat does it get off the record? Do people try and get an edge by pushing the rules, like, like maybe Googling your work and copying it? You know, they can't. They don't, they don't have any use or any, any way of you know, having a computer or things like that to be able to do that with. No, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that this is probably uh, the only reality show I can think of that's a contest like this where the contestants are all much closer and friendlier with each other in helping each other. If somebody winds up with a problem, instead of wanting to see them burn and, and go down, they jump in and try to help. Wow. And it's, you know, there's, there's, yeah, and at the end of it, when you see the person put off and they walk into the room and go, well, it's me, I'm going, they all jump up and hug them and, and uh, really, they're, they're sad to see them go. Um, when the shows are over and the season's ended, these groups all bond. They spend so much, I want to say, stress and time together that it's more of a very deep friendship that is uh, developed as opposed to a cutthroat trying to, uh, to get them off. Yeah, it's nice to, nice to get the money and nice to get the car, but it, it never seems like anybody's out to, to you know, see somebody uh, fail. 
Wow, no backstabbing and drama. That's a novelty for a reality show. All right. Um, well, I know. Well, Mr. Westmore, you've had a long career in the movie business. In fact, you have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, having worked on some of the more successful films at the box office, such as Rocky, let me toss out a couple, Raging Bull, and Mask in 1985, which earned you an Oscar. Can I ask where you keep it? Uh, I have a shelf over the bar. <laughs> Super. All right. The only the only problem is you don't want it to fall off and hit you in the head. <laughs> Man, if I had one, though, I'd probably carry it with me everywhere I went, because it would be a nice conversation starter at least. But, yeah, you're, you're probably much more modest. Um, so let's, let's talk. You know, I have, I, yeah, no, I have taken it places. You have taken you know, it when places. I, when I'll do a lecture or something. Or I, actually, I, I take it in. To face off, I give a, usually do a class before the season starts, and I always take it with me because uh, I'm very, you know, I, I want to share it. It's a lot of fun, and people are always, uh, you know, uh, happy to be able to hold it and take a selfie with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in addition to your work in uh, in film, you've also worked in television and on one of my all-time favorite shows, The Munsters. You thought I was going to say Star Trek, right? And I'll, I'll get to that. But did you work on Fred Gwynn as Herman? He was phenomenal in that role, and Yvonne DiCarlo as Lily wasn't too shabby either. No, my job was to... Uh, my Uncle Purse actually did Grandpa. Oh. Uh, I did Butch Patrick and Marilyn. Oh, okay. was my job. And when I, in fact, Butch Patrick and I are still friends, and we talk and see each other uh, once or twice a year. Um, of course, he's, Butch is, uh, Pat Priest is still alive, who played Marilyn, but uh, Butch is the only other one. And it's, uh, it, it's a, it was an amazing show to work on at, at the time. The- and it's uh, my job, my job after finishing Butch's makeup was to go upstairs into the laboratory and make a new new head for Herman every day. Oh, wow, that'd be, oh, that would be amazing. If I may interject here... Yes, again? Well, before you say something inappropriate, I know you probably feel the urge right now to ask Mr. Westmore if Butch Patrick, the actor who played Eddie Munster, yes. yeah, wants to sue House Speaker Paul Ryan for stealing his look. Yeah, I almost kind of going to bring that up? Well, I can only imagine how Butch feels after being compared to Speaker Ryan on all those photos posted on Facebook. You shared a couple yourself, Spud, but please don't bring up this subject. Okay, okay, but but you know how much I love all the Munster characters. I know. I know. How about we contact Butch Patrick directly and find out ourselves how he feels? I doubt Paul Ryan would have ever been elected to Congress without most people subconsciously at least thinking he was, you know, somehow connected to Eddie Munster. It sure couldn't have been his platform that got him where he's at. Well, maybe so, but but please, just leave it alone. All right, fine. All right, well, let's touch on your 18 years of work on the Star Trek series, starting in 1983 with The Next Generation. When you took that job, did you know you were stepping into a, a culture that was the center of the universe for millions of humans? I thought it would last two years, and then I would go back to doing movies. Really? Yeah, I, I had no idea. I had been I had been traveling around the world doing different films, and it came up, and I, I had an interview with Roddenberry, and I called my wife and said, you know, well, I've been offered this. I don't know if I want to take it because who knows how long it's going to last. And I called him back and said, well, I want to think about it. And this was on a Friday, and they said, well, you're going to have to think fast because we're going to start doing data makeup tests on Monday. So... I had to make a quick decision, and I must say it was probably one of the best decisions in my life. Yeah, that was a good call. Uh, do you do the whole yeah. scene, the whole Star Trek scene, the conventions and everything? 
Yes. In fact, we have got a, the 50th is coming up, uh, Creations in Las Vegas uh, in a couple months. Wow, super. All right. Well, Mr. Westmore, what's been your most memorable moment uh, in show business as uh, the preeminent makeup expert? Wow, I've probably had so many moments. You know, I've, I've enjoyed almost I, everything I've done, I've actually enjoyed. Uh, maybe except for working with Petty Davis. <laughs> oh. That that was a, a, an untreat in itself. But uh, aside from that, I, I've you know working with Stallone, working with Elizabeth Taylor, working with Robert De Niro, uh, Farrah Fawcett was wonderful. Um, it's just that I, I I worked with the people, you know, and and just enjoyed their company and their life. And uh, Bobby Darren was interesting. Um, had a chance to to be around Sinatra. It's like it 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 kind of right. just goes on and on and on. Yeah. The, the names that I've worked with over the years. Dang. Well, that's a that's a whole nother interview. I could go on for hours, but I know you got to get going. So let me uh, wrap this thing by saying uh, once again, you and your daughter Mackenzie's very popular show Face Off is back with season ten, airing Wednesdays on the Sci Fi Channel at nine eight Central. Uh, I'd like to thank you so much for for calling in. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, Mr. Michael Westmore. The Spud Goodman Show. It has some merit. So, Spud, I'm going to need a list of stomach products that you're willing to use regularly if we have to make the switch from Pepto-Bismol. How do you feel about my Lanta? That that stuff tastes like... A cup of chalk ground up. It's really nasty, man. Uh, well, yeah, but, you know, it'd be nice if it tasted great, but you just you can't always demand that. Well, hey, yeah, do you drink lame beer like butter Coors? Well, as you know, I don't drink alcohol, Spud, but I get your point. How about trying Maalox? Maalox? You gotta be kidding me. All right, what about Milk of Magnesia? That's popular with the older consumers. I'm not using any grandpa stomach stuff. How old do you think I am? All right, fine. How about Gaviscon? That junk is gross. Have you tried Kaopectate? <laughs> uh, yeah, like once when I had a bad hot dog at 7-Eleven. That's not a three or four a day product. Uh, or, okay, what about Metamucil? That's been really effective for my wife. She swears by it, and she has problems with irritable bowel syndrome at times. That's too much information for me, okay? And I'm quite regular, thank you very much. Well, okay. How about uh, tablets or lozenges? They're much more handy because they don't need to be chilled. I'm not a tablet or pill guy. I mash up whatever pills I have to take and just mix them into my Pepto. I never never have to taste them, man. It's not bad. Uh, well, uh, you've rejected all the major competitors of Pepto-Bismol. There's no alternatives if we get turned down, so what's plan B? You know, I'm very addicted to this brand, and I just can't see myself kicking it and moving on to some crappy substitute. Life is short, and I found something I truly love, so I'm just going to stick with it, all right? I mean, I could have a way worse habit than Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. It's part of who I am, and it's it's like the blood who flows through my veins. All right, well, we'll see what Procter & Gamble says about our proposal. Cross your fingers, I guess. Yeah, all right. You, you know they're going to blow us off, but whatever, no big deal. I mean, I've been paying for it my whole life, so what the hell? Let me close the show right now. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. Stay tuned for an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk 
Stay tuned for insightful analysis of The Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for The Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I'm going to be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman Post-Show Report here. You know, um, I want to I want to try something here because you know, um, it, it's I think I, I think I'm gonna try try getting a little bit of uh, my 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 cleverness or my wittiness because you know I've been trying to work on being a little bit of witty. So I think I'm gonna try to bring that into the the post show uh, report tonight. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, you have some new material that you want to like try out on me. Like maybe we can riff back and forth, see what happens. I don't know. Maybe we could give it a shot here. You know, uh, I I don't know. You know, like. Uh, What's up with the prison food? Uh, what were you thinking about? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't really have any. Is it anything like, like what would you compare it to that you could get in a grocery store? Is it like the the lean cuisine kind of things, like, or is it worse than that? Nah, you know, I would say it's kind of like a mix between spam and uh, you know so- soggy soggy. Super. Uh, so it's like a flakes. step up from like the dollar Chinese food you can find at some of the grocery stores. Yeah, you know, it might be a little bit of a step up of that, you know. So I, I don't know. So anyway, um, I don't know. So, so Derek, you know, I, I'm kind of scared here to go into the night because I'm afraid that you're going to maybe we can kind of temper down some of that little craziness because they you know, have the debates going on and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've been trying to watch enough and everything, and you know it's kind of I I gotta say really quickly though that I think it's kind of nice that you acknowledge me so early on in the show. I mean, usually I'm sitting here waiting for ten to fifteen minutes before you guys even acknowledge my existence. I well, mean, sometimes you know, I come in the door and nobody even waves at me. Well, Gina stepped out uh, and uh, she hasn't come back. Uh, very interesting situation. Okay, well you know um, I don't know maybe maybe uh. Maybe we can try to see if we could uh, find a way. Is she going to step in soon, maybe? She just you said know? that on her way out the door. So. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, I want to try the whole witty thing because I don't think I'm witty on the show, you know? Because cause when, uh, when I was in elementary school, they always labeled me as dull. You know what I'm saying? And I, there was this bogus diagnosis by the school psychologist, and I think most of the time I'm pretty witty in my interactions with others. I'm a really good bit of a shot tonight. I, I think I could be witty. I, I think I'd be complimented on being witty. Oh, know? that's that's really cool that you like talk about being witty because I I actually have something that I can contribute to this discussion. And uh, you know, before we introduce the panel All and everything, right, we'll super. get to you guys in a second. But uh, you know, when I when I was in elementary school, you know, they tried to they tried to label me that way too. Well, you know, I'm not worried about how they're going to label you because I need to introduce the. Uh, the, well, come the on. panel here. Hey, we got Dave on the soundboard. Dave, how are you doing tonight? Good evening, Lawrence. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm uh, like everyone else, hoping Gina's going to pi- be popping right back in that door. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure to have you as always, Dave. We appreciate you. And of course, we got Mike, our uh, engineer for us tonight. We're, we're, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, Lawrence. Doing oh, great. That's great to hear. And then we've got, of course, our production assistant, Trent, with us as always. Hey, Lawrence, how you doing? I'm doing all right, but you know what? Try to stay awake t- this time, Trent. We really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> all right, and then last but not least, we have our college intern, Carrie. Hey, hey. Carrie. Hey, how how's it going? It's going all right. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, I think uh, maybe she got whacked. Or maybe Uh-oh. she's on strike. Oh, you, you think? think she's on strike? Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to get an extra 20 Super. cents in that pay. All right, well, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what we can do about that. I, I don't know if I have much pull with that. kind of worried about that. Anyway, I, I don't want to get caught up in that here. 
Um, let's get uh, let's start off tonight's music with the great James Brown and his tune Soul Power. Following that, we have a Seattle band who played this cut here live on this show a few months back. That's The Fuzz with Wilt. All right, Dave, hit play. No, we need it, soul power. We got to have it, soul power. No, we want it, soul power. Got to have it, soul power. Give it to me, soul power.
We're back here, and we've got in the studio with us tonight. We got Pig Snout. Pig Snout. Super. Hey, how y'all doing tonight, Pig Snout? Good. Good. Nice. Nice. All right, now, I'm going to ask my questions here. Not ladies first, of course, as always. So I'm going to ask you a question here first. So uh, what's more fun for you, playing rock and roll or doing homework? Rock and roll. Rock and roll? Super. I I figured um, as much, but I figured I just might want to check anyway. So and that that's that's Dahlia, right? Yes. All right, Dahlia on drums. Then of course we got Lucian. Lucian, right? Keyboards. Keyboards. Lucian on keyboards. I'm gonna have a question for you now, of course. So now, what's your least favorite chore around the house? Because you know, when I was growing up, my my least favorite chore was cleaning out the ocelot cages. Because we used to raise ocelots. You know, if you have more than three ocelots, I think you're officially raising them. All right, super. So what, what's your least favorite chore? Uh, my most favorite chore is taking out the garbage. Yeah, your most and favorite. My least one is washing the floor. It takes forever. Oh, Super. washing the floor? Oh yeah, yeah. That that's a tough chore there. When that's not one I would like. <laughs> oh damn, he's getting called out by by Justin the dad here, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> when have you ever washed the floor, weirdo? Yes, you do. <laughs> Super. He, he's going to swear by it. You got to watch out for that guy. All right. So, but now you're the dad, of course. So you help with the arrangements and the production and music and all that. So, you know, it's probably nice working with musicians that actually listen to you, right? Since you're the dad and all, right? I guess it works that way. You guess it works that way? It works that way. Most of the time, sometimes. Most Every of the now time. And then. <laughs> Now, 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 you guys, you're all banned, so I know you play together, but do you play board games together? Because, you know, I love playing board games. Do you guys have a favorite board game? Yes. Yes, and Dahlia cheated once in Battleship. Oh, is that right? <laughs> you cheated first. That no, was you payback. Did. You did, Dahlia. That is not super. You got to watch <laughs> out for that sibling rivalry. There's, there's going to be a contest playoff, a Battleship, battleship off. More, or there's Candyland. Oh, Candyland. Yeah, okay. You can't right. Super. That's one of the best games that was ever invented, I gotta say. Gotta love me some Candyland. All right, so you guys are gonna play one more tune for us tonight. What's the name of the last song you guys Guitar gonna play? Trap. All right. Pick Snap. I gotta say that the last song we played, they switched in the middle for the people that can't see it. Um, Lucian started off, and then there was a cymbal swell, and Dahlia came in because Grandpa was watching it, and he was like, Who was that on drums? Oh, nice. <laughs> Go for it.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right, Derek. You know, you're playing double duty tonight. I am. Yeah, so you're going to do some uh, highlights for us here? Doing some highlights right now. So our first highlight of the night comes from the Mark McKinney interview. Now, I've seen him on uh, his, the new show, uh, Superstore. Really, really funny. Yeah. And uh, actually, you know, that ties into this clip because in this clip, Spud asks him, why are Canadians so funny? What is it that makes them Ooh, so I funny? I know, yeah. So. You did pretty uh, – I, I enjoyed your work on the show very much. Um, well – let me ask you, this is off the record, uh, Marcus, as yet one more Canadian born with a great comic mind, I continue to ask how the heck there are so many of you. I, I mean, you guys are like the East German Olympic athletes in the 60s and 70s. You totally dominate. It's not fair. It's suspect, isn't it? It yes. really is. Yes. There's something going on, a Canadian conspiracy, if you will. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a certain type of comedy that, that like, that people like, because I, I certainly think that like in sketch, we, we might be overrepresented. Um, but then again, you know, Canada is not a teeny country. It's 30 million people. So it, I don't think, I don't think it'd be remarkable that like a whole bunch of comedians came from California, you know? Uh, uh, but uh, maybe it's just, uh, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question. I get asked that a lot. What's your theory? I'm more interested in what other people think. Do you think it's something in the water or do you think it's just, there's something going on. That's all I know. And I, at the least, you guys should have to yeah. submit to a P test or something. That's just my take. But all right. Um, all right. Give me your address. Right. I'll send it in. Oh, give me a minute. You know, on a rare occasion when I actually agree with Spud, this is the only time that, you know, I, those Canadians are great. I, mm -hmm. I swear by those Canadians. I, I, you know, I, I, there was a Canadian on my block. Oh, man. He, what, what a great guy. Funny, nice. He had the wit. He was not diagnosed as dull like I was. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking I just, for a book in the library called How to Be Canadian. I looked, I, I swear there was a book about that, but I, I never could find it. Why would you want to be a Canadian? I, I mean, like, you're an American. That's, that's a great thing. Like, no. I, I think Canadians honestly, are universally loved the world over. That's right. I think it's a front, though. No, there, there, there's a front. No, no. Those what, Canadians. What, what, what are the Canadians uh, fronting for? They're they're coming in. Well, on in this clip, we hear that they're really good comedians. They're coming in to take American comedians' jobs. I'm gonna I'm gonna write to to Mr. Trump here because we might have to build a second one. How do you explain Shatner? Who's, whose job did he take? Yeah, that's right. Oh, he got There's, nothing. I'm I knew I'm, I'm just I saying, it. as yeah. they say, I'm just. He took saying. somebody's job. I'm just saying too. Well, I'm just saying we're going to do a little music here. We're going to start off with a legendary band that hails from Tacoma, Washington. The Sonics, with their tune, The Hard Way. And following the Sonics, we have P.M. Dawn with Reality Used to Be a Friend of Mine. All right, hit it.
the reality used to be a friend of mine. Reality used to be a friend of mine. Reality used to be a friend of mine. Please don't ask me cause I don't know why, but reality used to be a friend of mine. I used to be friends with reality. She used to be a pal real close to me. But she tried to hide from me what was in store. Tried to house me, but a house has doors. I was insane and the picture was crazy, so the relevance here seemed to be a bit hazy. But I try to explain this in the simplest terms. She let the prop burn and it was my turn to say. The roses are red, the violets are blue, and things are gonna stay that way too. And I was the nut to believe all of this. I figured life would just hand me bliss. Now I have to worry about certain doom. Or will I be here tomorrow afternoon? Now ask me about the future. Chase the blues away. Take your mind to free out to leave her alone. Chase the blues. 
away Take your mind off reality and leave her alone Chase the blues away Take your mind off reality and leave her alone Chase the blues away Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, super. All right, Derek, you know what that diagnosis of being dull that's following me around? You know, I'm going to try to shake that. I think this is a good time for me to say something witty. You know, I want to prove to everybody that I can be witty on cue. And I can be witty like that at the drop of a hat. So there's no doubt who is witty and who is not. You know, Lawrence, I don't think you have anything to prove to anyone. Actually, you're a very witty man. Very witty. Well, thank you, Derek. I appreciate that. But I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm witty, yeah. But, uh, you know, I got to admit there's a little bit of self-doubt, you know, being carried, uh, carrying the label of being dull my whole childhood. And that's a mistaken label, by the way. That was misapplied. Mm-hmm. You know, I think just saying something right now that it's unquestionably witty, that's going to do a lot to put that behind me. Super. Well, you know, being diagnosed as dull is not that bad. Oh, yes, when I was a kid, I was thought to have antisocial personality prone to alienating my peers in the classroom. I mean, it took me until the ninth grade for the school system to drop that label. Hmm. I mean, I kind of helped. I mean, I snuck into the principal's office and read my file and then got some white out and got rid of that tag forever. Super. Hmm. And uh, I mean, I think you should just let it go and not worry about it any longer. Life's too short, man. Yeah, you know, I, I know that, but it's really not that simple. But, um, I, all right, all right, here goes, here goes. You know, the thing about birthdays as an adult, they're just kind of a mixed blessing, but I guess it sure does beat the alternative. Well said. You know, you know. now that I think about it, I think I've I read that it. on a ton of birthday cards I, and on Facebook. Whatever, I nailed that. Come on, man. Oh, I, let's, let's get back to some music here. We got, we're going to lead off with a band that was on Spud Show. It was about a year ago now. The Furniture Girls. And they performed this song uh, off the record here, uh, Chaos. And this is a studio version of Lily. And then right after that, we have the Pixies with Bone Machine.
So, uh, it's time for another highlight. All right, I like them. And I'm ready to step up to the plate again. Oh, well, you better slow down. Slow your roll. You hey, man, Mike, I'm, you know, right now, like you and me, we got a thing going here. I think it's going really well. I think everybody's loving this show right now. It's going it's going great. Well, you're you're being it, really witty. A strong you're, word. You're being there. really witty over there uh, and everything. Gina's been read. gone for an awfully long time. Yeah. Well, let's let's focus on the highlight right now. So uh, this next why. highlight, we got the Regina King interview, and um, I like to throw these ones in here every chance I get because I think that maybe if we throw in enough of these like uh, craft services questions and stuff, maybe they'll get the hint and they'll start giving us more than a half-eaten box of Ritz crackers. Mm. Uh, so this interview, she talks about what the uh, who has the best craft services. Ooh, nice, I love them. Yeah, well, I'm definitely coming back for season three. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've asked this—I've uh, asked many guests this question, but I wanted to know your experience. As you've been on so many sets, what show has had the best food from craft services? I remember Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec said that that show's producers had a Krispy Kreme truck roll onto the set. Now, so that's kind of tough to top. Well, I would have to say um, Scandal has oh. the best oh. craft services. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You directed two episodes, right, of, of that show? Yes, yes. And I mean, yeah, their craft service is pretty awesome. Well, how much fun is it yeah. to say action and cut? I would kill to be in a position to yell at, you know, yell at the people and they'd actually do what I say. How cool is it to direct? Um, it is very cool to direct. Uh, I have to say, sometimes I'm so wrapped up in the performance that I forget to say cut sometimes. <laughs> um, and my AD will go look at me and it'll go cut, cut. And I'll go, oh, cut. <laughs> but um, it is, it is. I'm with you on that, that, that food truck, man. You know, I got to have something here. Maybe some little Smokies or something. Something out here gets spread. There's got to be something. I mean, all these outlets, we could plug in a crock pot or something. Oh, yeah. Get a crock pot with some Swedish meatballs. Get those going. Put some barbecue sauce on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then put some. You know what? You should bring it up at the next staff meeting. But, I am going to bring it but up. But you're going to need support, man. You should bring me along with you to that staff meeting so i can i can stand there with you and you know, uh, so side by side and we'll you, demand better craft services you're telling me you don't think i can handle asking for some food on my well, own i think you super, can do it super, but i'm just saying like that, strength strength I, I in numbers you, man i am so I, i'm so offended and insulted that i just i just i gotta clear my mind and do some music here we're gonna begin with the seattle band ever so android and their song moment and following them, we have the great Patsy Cline with Leaving, Leaving on Your Mind.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, um, I hate to interrupt the show, but uh, Derek, why did Trent? you tell Gina that someone slashed her tires? What? I mean, she called Triple A, and the tires are fine, but you didn't do anything else to her, did you? What, Derek? What? I don't even know what you're that talking about. Super. That's that's mm. ridiculous. No, no, no. Shouldn't you be getting somebody a bottle of water or something? Oh, uh, come on, we got to move duh, into the next thing duh. here. So we got we got one more highlight here. Let's 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 move on. Word. Don't listen to him. Uh, so our final highlight of the night, and I'm really happy about this one. I picked it especially. It's a highlight of the compilation of the uh, Trump's endorsement speech by Sarah Palin Ooh, and yeah. all the amazing things she was saying about him and just making him sound so awesome. And uh, Dave, go ahead and roll it. Let's let's listen. Nauseous. And you know, there was almost no editing in this at all. This is pretty much just taken verbatim from the soundtrack. Yeah, more scary. Anyone, isn't he known? Kick Isis ass! Kick Isis ass! Kick Isis ass! Ready? Jobs! Borders stump for Trump! Donald Trump! Stump for Trump! Donald Trump! On the world stage. And this is important to remember. Not just that tragic betrayal of the complicity. Okay? 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 Well, Trump... <sighs> ticking people off. He's going rogue left and right, man. The system doing the bidding, cheap labor, loading budgets, suck off of them. Lousy strategy. They're attacking their own front runner. No, no, no. Slurping off the gravy train. Well, and then funny, 
ha ha, not funny. Trump and his uh, uh, his trumpeters, conservative, conservative. Oh my goodness gracious! Handing Obama a blank check for jobs, sovereignty. We elected him in ideological purity. How about the rest of us? Bitter clinging, proud clingers. Yeah, right. Well, political correctness, opium. Give out your hard money because that's what's gonna. I think at times we're all bitter clinging, proud clingers, don't you? Uh, I have been. I know I've been in it one time or two. I'm still trying to Urban Dictionary that. I'm not sure what she meant, but I'm sure it was a good thing. Super. Maybe. I don't know if anything she says is a good thing, but of course you're going to say that. But you know what? Our last set. We're going to do the last set of music for tonight. And what we're going to do is we're going to begin with the Meat Puppets and their tune Violet Eyes. And then after that, we have another band that's played on Spud's show. We got a few of those tonight. And this one is The Heels. And this one's titled The Heels Theme. All right, start it up.
You're listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report, where it's day one of Derek's insurrection. Yeah, Derek, Wait, you're going to be insurrected. What does that mean? Where you're, Super. you're gonna, so that mean, does that mean I'm getting the co-host duties? No, it means nothing like that. It means nothing like that. Yeah. But you know what? Don't don't step on my game here because I really want to go off about. I would really want to talk about how at peace I am because you know I did a pretty good job of displaying the wittiness that I actually have, and I beat it. I I, I feel like I can sleep pretty well tonight. Yeah, you know you're you're one of the most witty people I have ever known. I'll give you all that. right, super. Yeah, but right. you know we haven't really had much time for me to share you know current information about Donald Trump's campaign. Well, that's for, I mean, I know purpose. I talked about it a little bit, but as a volunteer in my precinct. I know there is a great thirst out there for others who want to jump on board and help our next president of the United of the United States, Donald J. Oh, Trump. <laughs> that's chilling. That's giving me the willies. Yeah, it's one of those times that you know I, I really should be able to say something extremely witty to serve the new, soothe the nerves of the listeners. We Very soon, we will all have our country back as President Trump makes America great again. Super, I can um, hardly wait. I can. I can wait forever if you tell me about it. Yeah. Derek, you know. Your your current station in life, you know, you will be irrelevant to the hedge fund hey. managers that Trump's going to be bringing in to run this country if he gets elected. You know, on their P and L, you're going to be in a line item that as extraneous expenses to be deducted. You know, I think after serving as the volunteer Damn. chairman in my precinct, there's a pretty good chance I will be filling some position in Washington D.C. come January 2017. Yeah, yeah, you go on and keep thinking that, and while you're thinking that. I'm going to bring in our panel here. We got Dave on the soundboard. Another great job, Dave. Well, thank you very much. We had a little bit of a scramble here with personnel, um, but uh, we're all trying to fill in. I uh, think we covered it pretty yeah, well. well yeah. you, I think you I filled in nicely. How, you guys know how to work on the fly yeah, there. I'm just trying to think. There's got to be a conspiracy theory that explains all of this. Well, I love a good conspiracy theory. Hey, Mike, uh, our engineer for tonight. Kudos to you. Nice job from, on your part there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's um, I'm with Dave. It was kind of a twilight zone there for a bit on the board tonight. Yeah, a bit out of limits there, too. And then we got Trent, our production assistant. Hey, Pretty I, good job tonight. Uh, thanks. I know I usually make a quip or something, but uh, seriously, Gina just called me. She's crying because um, she's worried no, that someone might have messed with something else bad. in her car and not the tires. So, Derek, you got to clear this up or something. What? Mm. Why do you keep bringing me into this? I have nothing to do with this. You, you've been hustling to get a spot. You That's know, I don't appreciate this, Trent. I'm mm. gonna, I'm gonna file a complaint with Lori. Hey, you know what? I Lori like, loves me. That makes sense to me. But, you know, I got to acknowledge Carrie. We got Carrie, our community college intern. You know, you're like, you got to take over this operation. You're just banging I'm it up. I'm going to. That's what Trent doesn't know, is I'm eyeing it. Oh, more conspiracy theories. I love it. And conspiracy we have an alumnus with us here tonight, too. Yeah, we sure do. Look who's in the house. Hey, guys. It's Anna. Hey, Anna. It's nice to see you again. I just wonder nice where you've been. The girl who Super. ditched her. You know, you're welcome here anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Super. All right. Super. Well, you know what? Um. I got, we got to say goodnight to everyone. We got to do a little investigation on what Derek's been up to hey, with uh, Gina's stop dragging me into look this. into this. But until then, we'll let you know. And next week, join us same time, same place. Good night, everybody. Derek out.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, David Deer. On-air talent, Annie Coleman and Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Production assistants, Trent Potello and Carrie Coleman. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicists. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, you're right. Look back there in the press box. Heads are spinning. Heads are spinning. Media heads are spinning. This is going to be so much fun. Are you ready to make America great again? Media heads are spinning. Mm, trying to stirring it up a little bit, maybe. You are going to get so clobbered in the press. You betcha. Those of us who've kind of gone through the ringer, through the ringer, through the ringer, as Mr. Trump has, and you're putting reputations.